welcome to the Bullcast Podcast. I'm Katie Pickler, and with me is my wonderful co-host, Court Winsett. Hiya! <laughs> we are so excited to have you back for episode three, and it is Where Is Your Money Going? Ding! <laughs> Katie, that's our opening bell. Where is your money going? Well, that's a deep subject to get into. Yes. We may not have enough time. <laughs> Last time we talked about... Uh, Where's your money coming from? Now we're going to talk about where's your money going. Yeah, yeah. We um, we we always have a we always have a, a, a topic. We always have a top five that relates to that topic. We always have our bullseye at the end. We hope to add a Q and A session in there. At yes, some point. please. And then, of course, at some point uh, at the at the end of the episode, we'll also have our closing bell. Right now, what you are experiencing, what is pouring into your ears, is our opening <laughs> bell, and. Um, I just wanted to preface the top five with a little bit of information, if you don't mind. Because this top five, what we've basically decided to do is uh, how you would, the the episode being, where does your money go? Uh, We want to do something that's related to how you would spend your money. But obviously, Mm -hmm. since I don't know about you, Katie, but personally, I don't really have a whole lot of money to be spending. No, not rolling in the dough. Yeah, we decided (laughs) to make it more about how you would spend a lottery. So, I mean, everybody's probably, or not everybody, I guess, but a lot of people's favorite pastime is probably to uh, imagine how they would spend lottery winnings. And I I know that I imagine the different ways that I would spend different amounts. So, like, you know, 50 grand, I can't even buy like a, you know. Doesn't get you very far. Yeah, I'm (laughs) I'm paying off debt and and maybe starting, putting putting more in savings, but that's not very fun. That's being smart with that money, though. The highest jackpot that has ever been won that I'm aware of was $656 million. And that is an extraordinary amount. Okay. It seems like there was a jackpot just recently in the last year or so that may have even been over up over a billion or at least close to it. But the the one that I saw when I, when I researched it was 656 million uh, divided by three people. So we could do top five that how you, how would you, how would you spend 656 million? But that seems like it might be a little bit too much. Like, Mm -hmm. Okay. Have you I ever heard know of the that movie? I could write that out. <laughs> Have you ever heard of the movie Brewster's Millions? Yes. Okay, great so, movie. Right. Okay. Richard Pryor. So he inherits. He, he has this huge inheritance and he's given the option. He can take a million dollars and walk away or he can take $30 million and he's given 30 days to spend it all. And if he can spend it all within 30 days and have nothing to show for it by the end of those 30 days, then he inherits like $300 million. Wow. Okay. So... I'm not going to give you $656 million right off the bat to spend. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm also not going to give you $30 million to spend. What we're going to do this time for our top five is we're just going to start off with what he was offered, the million dollars. Million, Katie, I'm giving you a million dollars to walk away. Woohoo! And that's going to be your top five. How would you spend it, your money if you got a million dollars in a lottery win? Well, so we already kind of decided we're not going to do practical. We're not going to do put in savings, yeah, no bills, bills blah, all of blah, that because yeah. you know that that's the smart thing to do. But that wouldn't make it very exciting. We are all about being smart yes, with your yes, money. Yes, but this is the fun part of the podcast <laughs> yeah. where we aren't smart with our money. <laughs> yes, if you do are listening and you do actually win this, please come and talk to us and we can help you figure out the smart way to balance the fun and the smart. But yes. for fun, for this, it is just one million dollars. What would I do? So when I started researching, you know, how much things actually cost, mm. because it's eye-opening, um, I found myself, I only had 
one thing that was kind of what I would consider average of what people would pick, and it was some home improvement stuff. Um, I would love to build a, a movie theater, essentially, with mm-hmm. my house. Yeah. I love movies so much. I would love to build a state-of-the-art big screen, the chairs, a popcorn machine, whole nine yards, mm-hmm. all of it. Um, and then also with that, I would like to have the closet um, components of it from actually a 90s movie, Clueless. I'm sure you probably haven't seen it, Court. Clueless? Of course I have. Silverstone? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but the Whatever. scene where she's got the computer and she's able to sit there and like see all her outfits and if they match and all of that. I think that's brilliant because I love clothes, but I know a lot of ladies on the, um, the podcast may be able to relate to this. You've got a lot of clothes, but you forget about it. They're buried behind something. So if I had a computer system that would show all the different outfits and suggestions, that'd be amazing. So that's kind of my, I would assume like, you know, a go-to of what I would get for a lottery. My next ones are all experiences, actually. So I would love to go to Germany and do Oktoberfest. Mm, yes. Be obviously. a part of that, the whole Steins. Um, I think I may have to, if I ever have this opportunity, practice lifting up the Stein and what what, what is the terminology for curling it or something? I, I don't know. I've never been either. I, there is somebody in the room who has been, but it's neither of us. Oh, and the other person the that other has person been, in the room. he doesn't Pay no attention microphone. to that man. <laughs> So that's number two. Um, number three, uh, actually didn't know I want to do this till I researched it. A helicopter ride in Iceland to have dinner in a volcano. That is a very involved experience you yeah. have there. Expensive. But I mean, if you got a million dollars, why not? Sure. Number four, uh, I'd love to go to the Oscars, but not just the Oscars. I want to go to the after party. Specifically, I want to go to Elton John's after party. Uh, do you think you're going to have to like carry some pocket money around with you so you can pay people to talk to you? Or do you think they'd be pretty willing to talk to you just because you were there? Oh, no. I probably... That's why I have to have money so I can buy my way into these parties and then have to buy the stuff to fit the role and all of that. I could be invited by Elton John himself to Elton John's Oscars after party and I would still end up sitting in a corner sipping on a drink through one of those little mini straws by myself. (laughs) I am so sad in social situations. What's your next one? Uh, My last one is so I did have the opportunity to go to Monte Carlo, Monaco um, last year. Gorgeous. But I happened to be there around the same time as the film festival. And now it is a dream. If I ever hit the lottery, I would love to go be on a yacht, be a part of the film festival, be back in Monte Carlo, be at the casino and not just be able to stare and look, but actually be able to go in those private rooms Mm. of the casino and be a part of the film festival. So that's what I do with my million. Mm. Get a lot of experiences. What yeah. about you? Well, um, you know, I'm I'm a big talker when it comes to saying I want to have a whole lot of experiences, but then I I never do. So I'm I, I thought more about things. Um, I I would love to have a house. Um, I I live in a house right now. I would I would love to have a house in a different location in a different area of the country. And I don't know if it would be a vacation home, something that I could just go visit, or if I would just one of the things that you know I've always wanted to live in New York, but uh, you know I never would pull the trigger on something like that because it's so expensive. But maybe if I took part of my winnings or all of my winnings and bought a, a little condo in New York, then my wife and I could just move to New York and be close to my daughter who We would miss you. Well, you know, I'll I'll just I'll I'll open up a branch office up there okay, in New York. That works. Okay, yeah. we're good. You can Whew. come visit me. Whew. Crisis okay. averted. Number two, I want a car. But I mean I'm not like a sports car or anything like that. I just want I want a really, really like nice, you know, uh, big 
SUV type car because I want something where I'm up off the road where I can see over the other idiots that are in the traffic <laughs> and then also something where I can carry lots of large things around in my car because right now I can't fit anything in my car. I've been moving kids back and forth from college recently and it's just really put a fine point on how incredibly little space I have in my own car. So I'd like a much bigger, nicer car that won't break down every five weeks. Um, also, okay. I want a motorcycle. Specifically, right now, I'm obsessed with the new Harley e-cycle. They have a new electric cycle that they've come out with. Do you know how to drive a motorcycle? Yes, I do know how to drive a motorcycle. My wife won't let me get one, but I figure if I had a million dollars, then I could buy the motorcycle and then pay my wife to let me ride it. It would be great. Uh, Next. Okay, so here's the thing with me. Um, I hate all of the things that I have to wear, but I do, I mean, I don't love clothes, but I do, I would like to dress nicely. I just don't really have anything nice that I can wear. So I'd go out and buy a whole new closet of clothes. Like go to a shop, go to a nice men's shop and get them to just dress. Full makeover? Yeah, absolutely. Like, like, uh, like, uh, Fab Five, um, Queer Eye. Yeah, I I would like, I'd call up the Queer Eye guys and be like, yeah, come dress me guys, you know. Um, I, I, I've just, I, I think that would be amazing. It would be. I was just picturing that Ryan Gosling scene with Steve Carell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I, I would absolutely. Maybe with a million dollars, I wonder if I could pay Ryan Gosling to come dress. Pro- me. Oh, can I please come though? I'll be your personal assistant. <laughs> You'd have Hi, to Ryan. get in line behind my wife, but <laughs> <laughs> that would be fantastic too. Absolutely, yeah, I love that movie. Um, okay, and then, um, well. There are a couple other things that I had on the list. It, it, it's all basically buy stuff, buy stuff, buy stuff. Boat, you know, I wouldn't mind having a nice boat and I uh, wouldn't mind having a nice riding mower. But since we only do top five, those didn't make it on the top five. I guess last on the top five is I would actually make a donation to my um, alma mater, my high school specifically. Um, I loved my high school and I've always dreamed of going back and making some big donation to my high school and maybe getting my name on a door or something like that. So... Um, I was big into theater when I was in high school, so maybe maybe get them to put my name on a chair in the theater or something like that. But I've, uh, that, I think that would be nice. I've always had a dream of going back and giving to them. So, oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, I like yeah. that. I'm, I'm a beautiful person <laughs> well, on the inside. We also did some research and saw that actually 70 percent of uh, winners spend it all in within five years. Well, I think I probably just spend it all within a few seconds. So there you go. I think it's burning a hole in your pocket. You've got to spend it. Yeah, but okay. So don't forget, this is just dreaming because (laughs) only one in 175 million odds of winning the lottery. The odds of winning a lottery are one in 175 million. So I don't think it's going to happen. So don't put all of your investment hopes in buying lottery tickets. Or if you're like Preston Waters, I think that was his name from Blank Check, where his bike got ran over, he got a blank check and then wrote it for a million dollars. So, mm. you know, that that's kind of winning too. That is of course, a... then that movie's not a good life lessons about spending money because he blows it all and then his party gets crashed and has to stop because he can't pay for it anymore. Yeah, that's winning, all right. It sounds more like Charlie Sheen's version of winning. <laughs> winning! Tiger's blood. Okay. Tiger's blood. Yes, Tiger's blood. So last time we talked about where your money comes from, we really wanted to talk about your spending and where your money goes. And that sounds like a simple thing of, well, I know I make you know this much money and I spend this much because we are in an age where we have at our fingertips. We can log on to our credit card accounts. We can log on to our bank accounts. We can see exactly how much money we have spent. 
But do we really understand what we're spending it on? Yeah. And also, if you if you spend cash on something, you you unless you're somebody who keeps their receipts, then you, you're not going to know where that went. No. So if you just look at your your bank account and all you see is ATM withdrawal, ATM withdrawal, ATM withdrawal, and you're like, well, great, I took out a bunch of cash, but I don't know where it went. Yeah, you have nothing to credit that to unless you're really diligent and you sit there and say, oh, okay, yeah, that five hundred dollars I took at the ATM that was before this said trip. Yeah. But. The likelihood is we're all so busy, we're all running around, we're relying on you know our phones to kind of keep us in check. But when I say you you don't really fully understand where your money's going, it's I'm speaking from personal experience. I had an idea of what I thought my money was being spent on, and it wasn't until I really dove deep to figure out where it was. Cause you sit there and see those simple charges of you know, five dollars spent here at Starbucks, you know, every week. And you don't think anything of it, oh, it's $5. But then when you sit down and start adding it up, you're like, ooh, okay, that's a lot. Exactly. I mean, for instance, um, my wife, every single day, uh, goes by Chick-fil-A and buys herself a large unsweet tea. And that's, you know, two twenty something a day, I think, that she spends. And she doesn't really think about it because it's only a couple of bucks a day. But by the end of the week, she's bought somewhere between five and seven unsweet teas because sometimes she'll double up on a day. <laughs> so you're talking about, you know, 10 to $15 a week. And she gives me a hard time if I go through, back when I was drinking soft drinks, I don't drink soft drinks anymore, but back when I was drinking soft drinks, she would give me a hard time if I went through a couple of 12 packs a week um, because it would cost, you know, they could cost eight to $10 for two 12 packs or, you know, $15 for three 12 packs however many drinks it was i was going through and then you know she was like ah but i guess i can't speak because i forget that uh 15 a week goes to 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 unsweet tea from chick-fil-a that <laughs> stuff can really add up it's it's the pennies and I, I i think back to the movie office space and now again this is we're not condoning this behavior but they're talking about how they're taking a fraction of a penny and just kind of rounding down and having that money go into a separate account. And that's how they, they're stealing essentially from the company. But that shows you there that a fraction of a penny can add up and make a difference. So those pennies and those Chick-fil-A amounts, those little dollars add up. They make a difference when you're spending your money. Legal. Legal <laughs> disclaimer. We do not uh, advise the stealing of even half pennies no. from no. anybody. We, we, no. we are not advocating for the stealing of the pennies. <laughs> do not, do not steal the pennies. What? Somebody needs those pennies. The little pennies in the tray at the convenience store. Yes, they do. Yeah, somebody. Those pennies. I mean, I'm just saying. You, you, you leave that for somebody else. You don't need that penny. No, you don't need a penny. Just leave it. Somebody else may need it. We're talking about awareness here of your money and. It wasn't until we started talking about this episode and there's so much more to just spending. It's not of, you know, you've got your bills, you know, you've got things you've got to pay for. Spending really in a lot of ways, not to get, not to, 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 to wax philosophical here, but (laughs) in a lot of ways, spending really can, can like reflect who you are as a person. It, It can tell you a lot about yourself if you're willing to really dig in. It tells you your values and your priorities. Yeah, Absolutely. It's, uh, so I told you personal experience. I sat down and looked at all of my expenses. It was grueling, but I sat there and took my credit cards, took my bank account, and put them all together. And nothing fancy. It was an Excel document. 
and labeled everything in a way of a category, whether it was a charitable donation or a gift or food, and added it all up. And at the end of it, figured out where was the money going? Because when I started this whole process, I'm like, Amazon Prime, it is all going to Amazon Prime or eating out. And I was really shocked to figure out that's, you know, yeah, money was going there. But the majority of the money was going towards charities in the sense of somebody posts that they're selling a t-shirt or somebody's kids doing this. So it was charity was a big part of mine, but also it was the other part of I, I hate to use, you know, love language. My love language is gifting. And so I like to throw parties for people, the showers, baby showers, get them nice gifts. I enjoy the thrill of watching somebody open a gift that I've thought about and gave to them. Of course, when they don't react, it really just like kills my soul. (laughs) But I noticed that a lot of my expenses were spending all this money on other people. And that's good, but I needed to really evaluate and sit there and look at all the different elements of where I was spending money and look into budgeting. But I love how we I love how we led into this topic by saying spending really shows your values and principles. And you're like, yes. And when I dug down deep, I found that I give all of my money to charity <laughs> and to other people because I am love and love is happiness. <laughs> most of my money, like I think most people, most of my money just goes to, you know, food, shelter, clothes, stuff like that. You know, that's a that's a given, you know baseline when people have money that they can spend they're going to spend it on the things that they have to spend it on first so then i think what really shows your values is is again like you said after you've paid for the things that you must pay for Mm -hmm. what what are you spending it on then so really in a lot of ways when you're evaluating what you spend you can start with your known with your known expenses. Yeah. You can start with the with the stuff that doesn't change. Mm-hmm. Um, your, your fixed expenses, you, okay, the ones that right. never change. So that's kind of jargon. Yeah. But it's not really, I mean, it's a simple word. It's a single syllable. So, you know, <laughs> single fixed expenses would be those things, those bills that you pay on a monthly basis that do not change. And um, so you know those, you can start with those, but then to really get into an analysis of how you spend, you got to figure out what those variable, and that really is jargon, what those variable expenses are. Those things you don't need to spend money on are variable, right? Well, not, not necessarily just things you don't need to spend money on. I mean, because think about it. For instance, um, okay, your utility bill. That is, that is not a fixed expense. You can try and plan for it. You can guess about how much you're going to spend on a monthly basis. We'll get more into that when we talk mm-hmm. about budgeting in the next episode. But uh, you can try and guess about how much it's going to be, but it's not ever the same exact amount every that's month. That's right. Yeah, that's, yeah. I think I'm jumping ahead thinking of budgeting, that I'll budget yeah. X amount because it's a roundabout. But yeah, right. you're right. But it, it does it does vary on a, on a monthly basis. That And, and then it, so there are certain things that you need to pay mm-hmm. that could be variable expenses. But then there's also the stuff that you choose to, play, to, choose to pay. Okay, now I apologize. Cameron's going to hold up the no jargon zone sign, I guarantee you, but because I'm going to throw a big word. You're probably there. wondering who Cameron is right now, and he's the other man in the room making this sh- wonderful show happen. Cameron <laughs> just held up the no jargon zone sign. I haven't even said the word yet. But what what you were saying when you were referring to money that you spend on things you don't have to spend it on, mm-hmm. that's that's really kind of it's discretionary spending. It's 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 
Discretionary is the the money that is after you've paid all the bills that you have to pay, the money that you have left over to spend on things. It might be things that you think you need, um, but uh, so at the end of the day, they're choices you're making. There, there's money. It's money that you're spending on choices that you're making, and that's really that. That's that non mandatory type of spending discretionary discretionary spending exactly yeah so when you're looking at your money your expenses they're kind of into four categories so that discretionary as you were saying you know we're going to talk about another point about budget but when you're looking at your what you're spending that's kind of the first place that goes that's that movie date night or those you know fancy coffees exactly whenever whenever i'm discussing discretionary spending with somebody the first the very first thing that always pops into my head with discretionary spending for some reason is a night at the movies because when whenever i'm dealing with a a tight budget and i need to cut spending out of my budget um which is sad to say movies movies are the first to go i know sad day when you have to get rid of the movies but so you got discretionary and then on the other side you got mandatory right which are those bills those are the things that you've got to make sure are paid to keep the lights on to you know not get evicted to make sure everyone's fed yes so with it you got you've got discretionary we talked about that you got mandatory and then fixed and variable right and so the fixed are, are like your mortgage payment. It's you set a price of what it's going to be. So when you look at your bank statement each month, you you can expect that same $15 charge Every for Netflix. Every single month, it's going to be exactly the same. Yeah. Until then, Netflix raises their prices. <laughs> exactly. But then it'll still be a fixed. It'll just be a it's, raised yes, fixed. Yes, yes. And then variable being those ones that kind of fluctuate a little bit. Your electric bill, um, you know. I mean, really, electricity is the... I mean, there, there are other things that, that, like you said, I think you said cable at one point. Like, yeah. You know, like it, the cable bill itself is going to remain the same every single month if you don't do things like purchase movies and, you know, those little add-ons. And so there's always the potential that it could, it could be variable, but at, at, at its core, it's fixed. Yeah. Well, and like phone bills. Uh, well, yeah, especially in the past, back when back when mobile phones first came out, you know that it was always variable because it was always dependent upon how many minutes mm-hmm. you talked. And but now then, you've got the plans. Yeah, that now you know it's got what unlimited. it's going to be. Yeah, and yet they still seem to find ways to tack more money on. But <laughs> absolutely. Anyway, so but, back but, to the you know back four to our main things. four, our core four. four. Right, yes, right. Okay. the fixed, the variable, the mandatory, and discretionary, and, and your expenses, your spending, they all fall into the, one of those th- yeah. the, or two of those categories yeah, because you either have mandatory fixed mandatory variable exactly or you have discretionary fixed discretionary variable yep okay all right great sounds good yeah well and circling back to kind of what court said is remember spending is a reflection of your values and your priorities but it's also it's a therapeutic thing you hear the phrase jokingly retail therapy mm-hmm. but for some people they've lost a loved one or they're depressed and that is what gets them through is spending and so i know someone right now who is spending a lot of time having to stay indoors and locked away from from her friends and so forth and she she said i was talking to her the other night and she said i I spend all of my time shopping on amazon and then crying so it's it's like she's either shopping and happy or not shopping and crying i guess and circling back and again i'm not toting that I'm like, oh, I'm such a good person. But it's one of those, I realized when I started trying to work on my budget, I just kind of like drastically cut what I was spending on other people. And it really affected me mentally. I did not like that I couldn't buy something that I saw and wanted to buy 
for court, maybe. Yes, um, well, it was amazing, but court. I felt like I had to hinder myself because I needed to balance out my money. So we're not saying, you know, don't, you've got to think about yourself. You've got to think about your values and your priorities. That gets into budgeting of, you know, what's important. But kind of like Carrie Bradshaw, Sex in the City, for those of you who don't know who Carrie Bradshaw is. Okay, uh, see, I thought you said Terry Bradshaw. No, no, no. Like, You're making a football reference. Carrie Bradshaw. <laughs> she likes her money where she can see it, hanging in her closet. Mm. And so, you know, happy people. We want everybody to be happy with their that spending. That makes so much more <laughs> sense. Can you imagine if Terry Bradshaw had quoted... He About likes seeing, having his money where he can see it hanging in his closet. Uh, Terry Bradshaw, really? That just <laughs> would, that wouldn't make any sense. Okay, Carrie. So, sex. But in the city. and now I'm really throwing you for a loop. I just said sex in the city, and now I'm gonna throw one totally out there. Fight Club. Fight Club. Okay, that was that was what we like to call whiplash. Whoop! Fight Club. Here we go. Um, there was a quote from the movie Fight Club, and I don't really remember the specific part in it, but it said, we buy things we don't need with money we don't have to impress people we don't like. And that's a whole nother psychology there about our spending, yeah. is that going back to you know our last episode where you talked about influencers mm-hmm. and how we have these people that for some reason have become famous and society has wrapped around like, well... I think it's even in Mean Girls. It's like, if Regina George wears purple shoes, then I'm going to buy purple shoes. Yeah. So I guess Regina George was the original influencer, maybe? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> no, okay, so uh, I think generationally, we're going we're gonna to come to fisticuffs over that because I think <laughs> that Mean Girls, albeit a fantastic movie, it, it, took, a lot of its, it took a lot of its cues from a, an older movie known as Heather's. Oh, yeah, that's... Okay, yes, you're right. The Heathers were definitely the original influencers in my (laughs) HO, in my humble opinion. Um, Okay, but sorry, circling back around, (laughs) you've got to focus on... You've got to figure out where that money is going. And, you know, depending on where it's going, you you can really determine where, where you can how you can how you can spend it in the places where you need to spend it so and i want to add it's it's about being honest to yourself because this is something that i i personally said i sat down and did this with my budgeting i sat there and took all my expenses and really was honest about where i was spending it so when you look at things last time we talked about income and a bad habit i know i have and some of you may be this way is you you take your mandatory expenses, your your basic bills per se. You take all of that and then you kind of figure out, you know, where else is the money going? And you see that at the end of each month, your bank account, you've got excess money. So you think you're good mm-hmm. and you don't need to know where your money's really going. But that's where it's kind of wrong because there's so many things out there that you could be saving on or that you could have a better understanding of where you're spending it. Just because you have extra money at the end of the month does not necessarily mean you're being smart with your money. Well, okay. So you bring up two really good points. If I can just bounce off of you there. Go for it. Okay. So the first point would be this. I noticed in there that you said you just look at your account and you've got extra money at the end of the month. So I don't want to call you out, but it sounds like we've got another generational thing here where sounds like you're one of those uh, 
you don't really balance your checkbook so much as just check the app and see how much money you have left. Sorry, mom, if you're listening. She tried so hard to get me to balance my checkbook. And I just, I. The whole balancing the checkbook can be a good exercise in helping you determine where that money is going. If you're Mm -hmm. looking at it regularly and you're, you're, you're keeping track of where you spend your money. Now I don't actually have a paper checkbook that I balance in anymore, but I still have an app that looks like a check register. There's an app for that. There is an app for that. (laughs) And I put, I, put all of you know I enter everything into it and I'm sure you know everybody's like well it's it, it that's easy you know you, you can just look at the bank and it shows you everything that you've spent it's just right there but it's not necessarily all right there not everything necessarily is going to show up in your app immediately you could have spent something that just doesn't show up there and then you might go to another store because you think you have this money left because your app said it did and spend something else and all of a sudden you're overdrawn and then the bank charges you $45 because you're overdrawn and then you're even more overdrawn. I mean, it's a terrible, terrible cycle. So balancing outside of that app is a good idea because that way you can keep track of your expenditures, even those that may not be showing up the minute you make the purchase. So that's one thing. I just, you know, I'm I'm an advocate for balancing your checkbook and I'm an old man, so I <laughs> apologize for that. But the second and pretty really the the more important thing is when you talked about the fact that, you know, at the end of the month you may have money left, but you did that, that just because you have money left doesn't mean you're doing well. You you might have been able to spend smarter. Mm-hmm. That's a great point, but then also what that reminded me about is the fact that, you know, if if there are people that if they have money at the end of the month left, then they're like, "Oh, hey, I've got money I can spend on something else." And yeah. they'll go out and they'll spend it. And that in and of itself is something that you really need to focus on and address. Is are you ending up with money left over at the end of the month and then using that to go out to a big dinner or are you taking that money and and planning to spend it on something that you know is coming up an expense that you know is coming up or putting it in savings or something like that yeah so and i think we're going to talk about really hopefully if you can get to that having that extra money and where you should put it and how to really figure that out yeah but you're absolutely right because it is that burning the you know burning a hole in your pocket even though we're rarely having actual cash in our pockets Mm -hmm. anymore it's still that luxury of pulling up the app and be like oh yeah i've still got you know x amount of dollars yeah sure i can go do this or that but Um, is that really the smartest decision yeah yeah exactly i mean so i i I think that's a i think that is a good a good point to make um so you've got you've got this this whole idea of we we said it earlier and again I'm sorry I know no jargon but you've got the the mandatory stuff the stuff that you have to pay mm-hmm. you've Your got bills. this discretionary stuff this stuff that basically after fun. you've paid the <laughs> mandatory stuff you've got money left over and you can spend it on fun things um, and uh, and you need to make sure that you know where it's all going now personally I just want to say. Um, all of my discretionary funds all go to tithing to the church. Um, I'm, really? Yes, I'm. I'm. I am a good boy that way. Um, but not everybody is like that. Some people like to go out and buy shoes. Um, and <laughs> I feel like somebody's so calling forth. me out. Yes. Um, I'm. I mean, I'm not calling you out. I'm just saying if the shoe fits. <laughs> oh, Actually, I'm. I'm. I, I love shoes too. I'm a guy, but I have a closet full of boots and, and you know Timberlands and shoes and all sorts of stuff. I'm, I my, none of my money goes to tithing to church. So uh, I, I you know mea culpa mea culpa. Uh, I'm sorry, Godfather. Please forgive me. Um, 
But that does basically bring us to a point where I think um, I think we can kind of maybe sum up. Yeah. Uh, you bullseye. Think? Yes. Oh, it's time for the bullseye. <laughs> Katie, what's your bullseye? So spending is very close to my heart. I love spending money. So I really want to drive home that it is emotional. It is about your values and your priority. And we are very well aware of this. But taking awareness, getting to really look at your expenses is very important because I think we think about it of let's take analysis of our spending when we're in trouble. And it's almost too late at that point. If we could take a handle of our spending now and figure out where our money's going, it's, I think there's somebody around here that says, do you know where your children are? Do you know where your money is? I think that is being proactive. So then you can be smarter with your money if you do know where every penny is going at all moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you thinking, Court? What's your bullseye? Well, um, I think in a lot of ways, I'm just going to be parroting what you say. So the most important thing is to be aware and to take control. Okay. And taking control is actually going to lead us into our next episode because our next episode will be talking about budgeting. Eek, budgeting. Yeah. So important, though. Well, I mean, it's uh, some people have fun doing it. Uh, less than some people <laughs> have fun actually sticking to it. But mm-hmm. this, for some, the budgeting part itself is really quite enjoyable. It's just the actual sticking to it that can be hard. But I think that's my, I think I'll just leave it at that. Take control. So that's the closing bell. Ladies and gentlemen, if you've stuck with us this far, we really appreciate you listening. If you'd like to find out more about myself or about Katie, you can look us up on our website. That would be bullcastpodcast.com. You can leave us questions. Hopefully in a, in a couple of episodes, we'll have some questions stocked up and we'll be able to answer on this podcast in our new Q&A session. But until then, if you'd like to interact with us right now, you can interact with us directly on our Twitter handle, at Bullcast Podcast, or, you know, give us some pictures on Instagram. And uh, check out our pictures on Instagram, which is Bullcast Podcast. (laughs) And uh, finally, there is a, a website for the company where we work. We have mentioned before, we work at Pickler Wealth Advisors, and you can look us up at picklerwealthadvisors.com that's advisors with an O you can check out Katie, you can check out me and you can check out our amazing team that is everything that I have to say Katie, do you you need to say anything else? just appreciate you guys and thanks so much for listening alright, so for now I'm Court, I'm Katie and that's all she wrote